0: hearts for worship, centering our hearts in God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as beloved people of God. St. Paul reminds us today, the Lord is near, do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm, and just a reminder today as a way of an announcement about our United Lutheran Church drive-through bake sale coming up on October 25th, and that will take the place of our annual harvest supper this fall. Uh, Please uh, contact Carol or Jen if you can help with making baked items. And please note that the order forms for ordering baked items for the bake sale are, are due today, October 11th. So please get those back by either calling Carol Abiel or emailing Jen Steyer. And thank you for your support of our drive through bake sale this fall. We are now in the season of the church here that focuses on the mission Christ calls us to, empowered by the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost, and we hear the Spirit's call to live our lives as the body of Christ. In the words of the hymn, we are your body, risen Christ, our hearts, our hands we yield, that through our life and ministry, your love may be revealed. Before we hear our scripture reading today, let us begin with the prayer of the day. Lord of the feast, you have prepared a table before all people and poured out your life with abundance. Call us again to your banquet, strengthen us by what is honorable, just, and pure, and transform us into your people, a people of righteousness and peace, through Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today from Philippians, the fourth chapter, my brothers and sisters whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge you, Yodia, and I urge you, Sinkhi, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. And the God of peace will be with you. Here ends the reading. In our gospel today from Matthew, the 22nd chapter, Jesus tells a parable. Once more Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fat calves have been slaughtered, everything is ready, come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away. One of his one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, into the main streets and invite everyone, to, everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad, so the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man who was not wearing a wedding robe, and he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? He was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the gospel of the Lord. A while back, I was honored to preside at a wedding of family friends in Minnesota. As always at weddings, you end up seeing people you haven't seen for a while, especially some of the extended family. At the dinner reception that followed the wedding, I ran into Daryl, the uncle of the bride, and I said, Hello, Daryl, how are you? And he gave me this odd look like, who are you? I kept right on talking, figuring he'd probably catch on and remember our previous connection. So I asked him if he was still working on the construction in the cities. And he said, yes. He said, we're working there right now, actually. Then he looked at me with this odd look again. And he said, I guess I don't know who you are. And I said, Mark Hall, Pastor Mark Hall. Oh, he said, I guess I didn't recognize you. Well, that was a bit of a blow to my ego since I had just presided at the wedding and I was wearing my clergy collar and a suit jacket to the wedding dinner. The parable of the wedding banquet, just we heard that Jesus told, came to my mind as I was thinking about this wedding that I had done because this parable Jesus tells can end up being a real blow to one's ego, too. This is a challenging and disturbing wedding story that compels us to consider the biggest banquet of all, the one that really matters in the end, the kingdom of heaven banquet. As the parable progresses, more and more people are invited to the wedding banquet, good and bad. are invited; They're invited in off the streets in order to fill up the wedding hall with guests. There is a kind of gracious generosity at work here, but there are also expectations of those who attend, which is true, of course, in all of our relationships. We do have expectations of one another. Jesus tells this parable that ends up with a man being thrown out of the wedding banquet because he is without the wedding garment. In fact, he is bound up hand and foot and thrown out into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. A pretty severe punishment for not wearing the right clothes to a wedding. Which raises the question, what will God see as God looks at us at the great and final banquet? Actually, what we wear, the clothes we put on, are a big deal in the Bible. We think about the beginning book of the Bible, Genesis, the first book of the Bible, when God dresses Adam and Eve in animal skins before they leave the garden of Eden, we think about the end, the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, where there's this description of the people of God wearing white robes in the New Jerusalem. In both of these cases, God provides the clothes freely to those who need them. There are other places in the New Testament where clothing is a common metaphor for the spiritual life, for spiritual change. The Bible word for this change is repentance. It is like undressing and putting on new clothes. St. Paul writes about this in his letter to the Ephesians Put off your old nature, which belongs to your former way of life, evil talk, bitterness, wrath, anger, slander, malice, and put on the new nature, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. One of the Bible passages I have used in premarital work with couples as they are getting ready for marriage is from Colossians. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So what happened in this wedding banquet in Jesus' parable? It starts out with a king who invites guests to a wedding banquet. The invited guests, however, show indifference and then outright hostility to the servants who have given the invitation. They are too busy, too preoccupied, too angry about other things that have happened They focus on revenge. The frustration of some even leads to violence as they seize and murder the king's servants. The king was enraged. He destroyed the murderers. He burned their city. The king then went and invited everyone he could find so the wedding hall would be full of guests. But one of the guests didn't change clothes, didn't think he needed to wear the wedding garment, and he was thrown out. Martin Luther said the old nature in us needs to be dealt with severely each day it must be drowned Luther called this our daily baptism where we take off the old clothes and put on the new the old must die each day so Christ may live in us anew each day and when we when we ponder our christian faith we always go back to the beginning to the gift that god gives The robe of Christ given to us in baptism. And if at any time in our lives we disregard this robe or even discard it, the way is always open to return, to repent, to change clothes. And when we repent and change and return, we always return to our baptism. To the robe of Christ's righteousness that has been given to us. It is a gift. Jan Karski, the late professor at Georgetown University who grew up Catholic in Poland, helped many students over the years to understand the Holocaust, including Nazi extermination camps, and helped the students understand what hatred and prejudice toward other people can do if it is not opposed and put down. He worked in Nazi resistance movement in occupied Europe. And Jan Karski said, I tell this story of Nazi resistance because I believe there will be a last judgment. And God will say to me, Karski, I gave you a soul. Your body is gone, but your soul is mine. I gave it to you. What did you do with your soul? And I will have to answer God. Jesus' parable about the wedding banquet is about the last judgment, the messianic banquet, as it is called, this heavenly banquet. So going back to the parable, who do you think this guy was who got thrown out of the wedding? Thrown out of the wedding banquet. What was his situation? Was he thinking his own clothes would do? Maybe he was a groomsman, thought he could just throw on a tux and look the part, regardless of how he acted. Maybe he had been the preacher at the wedding. Maybe he was wearing a clergy collar to the feast, thinking that would be enough. Jesus' parable is a warning to anyone who might presume on the king's goodness and grace, as if there was no need to honor the king by wearing his robe. The problem with the guy is not that he doesn't show up. He does come to the wedding. But the wedding is a celebration of a new relationship, and that means celebrating. It means starting with wearing the clothes that are fitting for the occasion and acting in ways that celebrate this new beginning. In Paul's letter to the church at Philippi that we heard a little earlier, he calls the congregation to live rejoicing in the Lord always, so that as the Lord's beloved ones, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, If there's anything worthy of praise, think about and do these things. So today we hear our Lord's call to put on the robe we were meant to wear, the robe of Christ's beloved ones. I close with a verse of that hymn. O Christ, create new hearts in us that beat in time with yours, that joined by faith with your great heart become love's open doors. We are your body, risen Christ. Our hearts, our hands we yield that through our life and ministry, your love may be revealed. Let us pray. O God, in love, you have called us to a life-changing relationship with you. We praise you for your grace and mercy, including us in your call. May our response, what we do and say in our lives, Reveal the robe of Christ's righteousness. Forgive us for the times we have disregarded your gift and lived selfishly. Renew us by the power of your Holy Spirit that our lives might honor you and be lived in a spirit of rejoicing, full of compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, and love, forgiving others as you have forgiven us. And we pray today for peace in our families, in our communities, in our country, between nations, for peace among political rivals and throughout the upcoming election. May all become instruments of your peace. May we become instruments of your peace, sowing union where there is discord, We pray for leaders of our community and state and country that they would use their positions to serve your people in protecting and preserving life in the way of justice for the welfare of all. We pray for an abundant harvest, bless and care for those whose hands bring the fruits of the earth to the tables, to our tables and the tables of all who hunger. Instill in us a deep care for your creation, and a desire to work to feed the hungry. Give health and wholeness to all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. We pray for those who are suffering from coronavirus. And we pray for all from our community who are in need of healing, especially those who we name before you today. Colleen, Songhee, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Sandy, Bonnie, Gary, Adele, John, and others who we named before you, grant them healing and hope. And we pray today for all who grieve the loss of loved ones, especially the family and loved ones of Barb Weiss. Comfort them and bring them hope at this time. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us, we remember in our hearts before you. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope, and of that day, we'll be reunited with those who have gone before us. And let us pray now, the prayer our Lord taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.